0: Ladies and gentlemen, today I'm delighted and honored to have a great person, a dear friend, and an SEO futurist on my subject matter expert podcast powered by KISSPR storytelling. Randy Rode is an SEO prodigy of Craig Campbell. And we all know Craig is a Glasgow-based SEO, and Randy is one of his students. But one thing that you may not know about Randy, and if you ever search by his name, he is the most handsome SEO man in Cleveland, according (laughs) to Carson's Daily News. (laughs) So welcome to Randy Rohde, the most handsome man in Cleveland. And He gives envy to men, especially. So welcome, Randy. How are you, my friend?
1: (laughs) Hey, that's good. That's funny you mentioned that. I I always forget about that. That was just a little fun project, a little contest that we were doing. Um, And and to clarify, if people uh, search, it is the most handsome SEO man in Cleveland. Yeah. Yes. So not just so, not just, you know, general all around a handsome guy of Cleveland, but, you know, specifically the handsome SEO man.
0: So full <laughs> disclosure, if you are a female living in Cleveland <laughs> and you want to work with the most handsome SEO guy that Randy is your guy. So oh, Randy, tell us, besides being handsome, that started to give me envy. <laughs> tell me. What is your background before we get into SEO? Tell us about you.
1: Oh my gosh, my background. That's really a loaded and opened questions. Uh, yeah, give, or,
0: give us the Dan wow. Kennedy, the six second pitch.
1: Wow. The six second pitch. Well, I, uh, I, I, I grew up on a farm in Nebraska and, uh, went to, uh, college, went to grad school and, uh. Have managed um, nation, uh, national retailers, and then um, branched out, was recruited to go do a few startup companies. Uh, I ran a couple of my own companies outside of the digital marketing space, and uh, I started doing digital marketing actually for. One of the companies that I had, uh, this was back in 2008, actually. I was doing, uh, needed a website, needed to do uh, pay per click or paid ads uh, at that time as well. And uh, SEO really was, that was a, a completely different animal than what it is now. Um, and uh, yeah, and so it kind of grew from there. And then as I, Uh, sold that company, we, I had a couple of people that I was, some friends of mine that were in the same industry had asked me to kind of, Hey, can you kind of manage this for us? And I'm like, okay, sure. And then uh, once I got out of that company, they just kind of asked if I would continue to do that. And so we just kept them for on, I just was doing it by myself. Okay, sure. And then uh, at a certain point, I just decided like, you know, this is, kind of working and maybe I'll just do this as a new company venture. And uh, I really enjoyed it. So in uh, 2015, 16, we um, uh, kind of went full time and opened the agency at that point, And they have been going strong ever since.
0: Awesome. So that's a great start. And oh, and the name of the company, your, I
1: probably should throw yeah. this out, right? Is
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. So I do a horrible job of promoting myself uh, is 38, Digital market. Uh, that's a three eight. Uh, the numbers, and then digital market. So,
0: and why thirty eight digital? What's the the background for that? So, uh,
1: uh, a couple of things. So, I wanted a number because mm-hmm. um, from a kind of from a marketing, from a listing standpoint, numbers are always at the front end, right. Versus, you know, so ABC and numbers are always first. So I wanted to have a number and, uh, I've always played around now. This is what I tell most people. And I'll let you and your listeners in, on the secret is I tell most people that 38, because I love baseball and if you look yeah. at our website and you listen to our podcast you know yeah. that I love baseball and we've got a kind of a baseball theme uh, kind of uh, um woven throughout our uh digital assets um and so I have fun with that but I I'd tell people like, well, you know, that's the number uh, that I wore. Uh, that was my jersey number that I wore in uh. high school when I played baseball. But the truth is, I didn't play baseball in high school. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it is the number. Uh, and I've done this with my kids since they were little babies. They would ask me, Daddy, how old are you? And I just always tell them, I'm 38.
0: Ah. Uh. And I'm still to this
1: day. When they ask me and they celebrate my birthday, I'm like, "I'm 38."
0: No, yeah. So that's really your age that (laughs) that doesn't change. It's a constant. Okay, good. (laughs) God, God, and digital market makes sense. So now that we know this handsome guy that remains to be 38, that's the reason that he's youthful uh, and we he's getting old. Tell us in the SEO world what is SEO for Randy? Because we have heard, I heard SEO from different people to you in, in succinctly, what is SEO to you? You know, everybody defines SEO differently. So I want to know what's your thinking about SEO.
1: Um, Well, for me specifically, I look at SEO and, and, I think somewhere in some of our branding, we even talk about this, but it really is to get you found on the internet. And so when I talk with clients and, and, or prospective clients, and I I really just say, Hey, you want to be found on the first page when a prospective customer or client is looking for your particular services, whether it's, whether you're a lawyer or a plumber or a home health care provider, whatever it is, when somebody is looking for, when there's that user intent, I need a, I'm looking for who is the nearest senior care provider near me or whatever the term is. Mm -hmm. We get you found on the first page for that. Um, And ultimately that's will lead to success for the our clients, are the businesses that we work with, um, because, and you can go fact check this if you like, but um, mm-hmm. I, I think the numbers are something like, uh, so if somebody if somebody did a search for home healthcare provider near me, mm-hmm. 93% of all traffic, meaning clicks
0: mm-hmm.
1: or any of these search terms, Is going to come through the first page of whatever search engine you're using, whether it's Google or Bing or Yahoo or whatever. Um, so 93% and each one of those terms, you know, as people know, has it it has so much volume, meaning that there's so many people that are searching for that term on any given month. And there's numbers out there you can find you know that Google provides, what you know. Plumber, you know, Cleveland plumber, plumber near me, whatever the term is, you know, leaky toilet, um, how to fix a leaky toilet. You know, there's every one of those terms, phrases has a search volume. And so you just kind of think about, you know, if it was plumber near me or plumber, uh, Cleveland plumber, we'll say, and maybe that's search volume, it's a thousand a month. Well, 93% or 930 clicks of that term are going to come through the first page. And on any Google page, there are 10 organic slots um, that uh, could, meaning organic listings, meaning different companies or, or snippets of information um, that are going to land on that first page. And so we're battling for one of those first, uh, 10 to be in that. And then if it just so happens to be a term like plumber near me, mm-hmm. they'll pop up that map, what we call the map pack. Um, and generally it will list three businesses in there with the ratings typically. Mm-hmm. and so on a term like that like in the example i gave so a thousand say that's the search volume for the month 43% of that 93% um traffic that's coming through the first page 43% of that 93% is going to come specifically through those listings uh those first three listings in the map pack so mm-hmm. if it's a local business like a plumber or something like that um uh, they absolutely want to be in that map pack yeah, um, because it's so lot of
0: the, yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause they're going to get a call. They're going to get, somebody's going to yeah. follow up. They're going to go to their website and you know, and then it's all about trying to convert at, at that point.
0: Right. So if, if there are a thousand searches to keep numbers simple mm-hmm. and 40% of that is from the map, then there are three map results. And if you have a client in that 40%, they have, one-third of the chance to be found plus organic and everything else below that so that is interesting
1: yeah yeah. and so you put that at hard numbers so so just to say hey 40 percent of you know is going to get split up between those three and even if it was done equally um Mm -hmm. you know that's like 133 clicks that are going to come to either your website or they're going to call you or send you an email depending upon you know what it is but the conversion though, and so you know that's why it could get pretty um valuable to a local business if all of a sudden you had 133 more uh opportunities to connect with a prospective customer. Well, what could that do? What is your close rate? This is the kind of question that I always have with yeah. prospective customers when they come to us. I say, Well, you know, if I sent you 10 new um, prospective customers, how many of those would you close? Um, yeah. And because then it is pushed on them once, once we send them the traffic, I, you know, it's kind of out of my hands a little bit. Um, sure. Or quite a bit, actually. Um, depend upon how good of a salesperson the other people are, but, um, you know does that mean can you close 20% can you close 50% and so there's a real dollar value based on that and, and um so that gets me excited that as well, it's kind of the game that I love um mm-hmm. in regards I, I I love trying to increase uh, revenue both either for my own company but as much I get as much enjoyment just seeing my clients uh, succeed and like excel in their revenue growth as they work with us so that's uh, that, that's fun. That, that, it makes me feel good. I go home at the end of the day going, ah, I know we, yeah. we really helped, uh, helped our clients.
0: Very good. Uh, you broke it down with good data and uh, that's good takeaway for the person that's listening. Now, one of the problems in SEO, and I'm asking you this because I do SEO, or you did SEO, is that there are many SEOs out there and everybody is competing for the same pie, the top 10 results, and you being an SEO, let's say, in Cleveland, and I'm sure there are other companies that are fighting for the same spot, what recommendation can you give to the audience? So assuming the audience is prospects that are listening, looking for an SEO, what would you recommend them to do in terms of shopping, for
1: SEO? Um, for a customer, meaning, yeah. so if it's a business and they're shopping around mm-hmm. uh, for uh, for SEO services, well, yeah.
0: mm-hmm.
1: I do think uh, y- you've got to connect with whoever the person is, I think. Um, and I do believe this is one of the things that sets us apart from other uh, agencies out there is that um, mm-hmm. I love talking with the clients and so I am the connecting point with the client. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, I like to sit and strategize, create a strategy with the client. So, you know, we really talk about their business. What's their objective? Where do they see their business a year from now, three years from now? What do they want to be five years from now? And so we really try to approach it from a strategy and what is the dream? What is the what if that we can do for them? And then we talk about um, those numbers and what it is that we think that we can begin to, uh, provide for them from a traffic standpoint and what that could look like from a potential revenue increase for them. So I think, um, if I were advising small businesses, looking at, uh, SEO providers, I really would say, Hey, you know What are they going to do for you? Are they only trying to sell a service or are they really interested in the strategy and your objectives as a business? Um, because I think that's a big differentiator because there are certain there are some agencies. All they want to do is just provide a service and move on. And there are a lot of. What I would call kind of churn and burn agencies out there, where they've got, um, you know, they're hoping if we can hold on to a client for three months, then they feel good. Then that's that's kind of uh, their average.
0: Their trend. yeah. So I'll stop you there. So what Randy is telling, because I I want to wrap this up on that topic, that what Randy is saying that there are two type of SEOs. One is like him. He becomes a partner, he understands your business so he can keep getting you, and he builds a guide, a blueprint, while there are others who will tell you, I'll get you found for those 10 keywords, I'll build you the 5,000 links, but it doesn't mean anything, it's very French. It's not a language that business owners understand, and as a result, they go after the the volume of the links because they are used to okay I'll get five thousand links I'll be on the first page and they miss out so whenever if you're a business owner if you're a plumber doctor lawyer when you're making a decision about SEO look for what Randy just said so Randy now let's go into tell the crowd listening the crowd is different tell us because there are the SEO agencies never talk about this with the client, but we all know this, that there are three types of SEO. There is your organic SEO. There is the gray hat and then the black hat. So just tell us a little bit without getting into the technical minutiae of things. Right. So right. they understand what to understand and what to avoid. Give us yeah. insight yeah. on that.
1: Okay. Yeah. And if I can, maybe just to, to finish up in what I was yeah. saying as well in regards. So, Yeah. I, I think there are those two different, there's either they're the the SEO providers that just are like, okay, great. We're going to give you 5,000 links. And, and that is, they're very transactional focused. And then there are others, and this is the camp that we fall in, um, that are strive to be a trusted partner, um, trusted advisor with the client, um, that we established the relationship. Understand what their business is and really provide guidance, well beyond the transactional piece. So I think those are the things. Uh, you know, as a business owner, what what is the right fit for you? Now, in regards to the different types of SEO, so let's be real frank though. There is S. Uh, it is e- really either um, organic, mm-hmm. or there is, or it's black hat. By the terms of service with Google, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. any attempt to, uh, I hate to use the word manipulate, but um, but any attempt to uh, alter or uh, uh, influence a business's ranking Mm -hmm. on a search is considered black hat by Google. Got it. Mm-hmm. So, so there's not really a grade. So you could say, "Well, I'm a black hat SEO mm-hmm. guy," but anybody that's doing SEO theoretically is black um, hat. Mm-hmm. Now. Th- there are certainly shades of what that is, uh, but yeah. Um, yeah. So organically meaning, that you just put your website or a piece of content up, and organically, you know, Google robots going to go, they're going to crawl it, and they're going to say, "Hey, this is an article about X, Y, Z, and this is how we're going to sort it and let it rank uh, 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 accordingly." Now, what we try to do then is to say. Okay, well I know that Google likes these kinds of signals and these kinds of trust factors and we're trying to craft a piece of content or do some work on a website that is going to hallmark the service or product or information of our particular client. And so we know that if we do these certain things that it's going to shine a little bit better in the eyes of Google and so we take those steps to do that is it influencing manipulating ranking but um it works um and uh, and that's a very very light gray approach to doing seo and that's that, that tends to be where we are there's a really some crazy black hat stuff out there we don't get into that because and especially anything with clients because Uh, you know, back to what I was saying, hey, we're a trusted advisor for our clients. There's no way in the world I'm going to do something for a client that could potentially uh, Mm -hmm. get their site delisted because that could be, you know, detrimental to their business, obviously.
0: Yes. So to crystallize SEO optimization, search engine optimization is not just building a website and then throwing out there, you have to find ways find technical factors that would make the website found. And those are what he talks signals. And we can discuss that further. And then there is the blackhead SEO, which may be that, but in a more aggressive way that will end up manipulating, even though both are kind of manipulative. Uh, one is more organic and the other one is more aggressive. Uh, so we may have to have discussion on that so let's talk about signals so we build a website we put it up Google says do certain things to get your website found because Google says that you know do press releases do social media do this do that what are the things that you recommend for your clients so if they are looking at an SEO company uh, besides let's say they are based somewhere and you know they cannot uh, Find an SEO in Cleveland, or you know, they're looking for some client in whatever state. Uh, what are the things they can find uh, from an SEO consultant such as you? So they they now now they have a great knowledge of SEO at least to start with.
1: Um, well, that's a good question. So um, I'm trying to think about how to. Um, succinctly kind of put so some of the things that we do and you mentioned press releases. So mm-hmm. it is a great way. So some of the strong signals that Google looks for, let me kind of take a step back and maybe couch it this mm-hmm. way. Um, yeah. Yeah, especially in the last 24 months or so, Google has really taken this approach of what they call EAT, meaning expertise, Authority and trust, and so those are some big signals and broad words terms that, but Google is looking for, or the search engines are looking for, in regards to how to position or how to rank uh, an individual website and the information, the content that's on there. So we break these things apart, and we and we think about well, how do we take and I'll use an attorney as an example. How do we take an attorney? and how do we position them to be an expert in their field how do we position them to have an authoritative voice both in their content and on their website and then how do we build trust and the trust is comes in a lot of different ways as well which is how do we build trust that it's a real business how do we build trust in in showing to google the trust that um not only is it a real business, but that they actually have a good reputation as well. Mm-hmm. So we begin to look at with our clients, how do we build that EAT? And so uh, some of the steps as we were discussing it, as I was going down is certainly with the press release, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we get it, we write a great story. We think about the uh, the services, the information that's important and relevant um, to our client Uh, And then we write a great story and we distribute it out there uh, throughout the news wires. um, Mm -hmm. And the story lands in a strong news partner like AP News or Yahoo. Mm -hmm. And it gets on the first page of Google. If I search for either that brand name or even in the particular uh service uh kind of that keyword or that phrase that we were looking for in positioning our client but it lands on the first page of the search That's tremendous um, uh, authoritative value that it's demonstrating to Google on. Wow, here's 38 Digital Market. They are a real brand leader in uh, SEO and digital marketing services. Because look, here are all of the number of news sites um, that have hit Uh, stories about them. So it's building that brand, building that authority. And that also builds then trust. So you can do it through press releases. Clearly, you do it a lot as well with content that's on the website, um, Mm -hmm. publishing articles, uh, positioning those articles in a way that continue to demonstrate that expertise and authority. The trust factor, certainly almost any business in every business, a way you can build trust is have Uh, a full robust digital footprint uh, across multiple platforms. So have multiple digital assets. And this is a distinction that I always tell my clients is you have to look at these platforms as digital assets. They are something that you need to control and uh, treat them as an asset, not just as a throw away kind of thing. So your website is a, obviously is a, is a monstrous uh, digital asset for you. But all of the other digital platforms, whether you have a YouTube channel or a Facebook or Instagram, but those are all digital assets that provide a digital footprint. So when Google thinks, is this a real business? They're going to see oh, they've got all of these other uh, um, uh, breadcrumbs, call it that, of digital assets that are out there that are all consistent with the brand name, the address, the phone number uh, of this business. And they all have the the same bio, if you would, uh, of the business and all pointing back to the business's website. So that's a big signal to Google um, that demonstrates trust that it's a real business. And then Get reviews, you know, place the Mm -hmm. reviews on your website. Have a Google My Business page if, uh, or now, I'm sorry, they just changed it last month. It's a Google Mm -hmm. Business Profile, GBP now. Mm -hmm. Um, But have that established and optimized appropriately. Um, All of those things begin to drive that trust factor. Um, And so, yeah, those are the big things that I'd say. So what what are we going to do and how do we focus? We begin really focusing around that EAT aspect. Okay.
0: So what Randy just said is that after you build your website, make sure you have good content, then create ber- branded assets like YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, all the social sites, connect back, and then talk on those sites as your budget approves. Uh, and then, so when Google looks at it, it says, yeah, not only do you have a website, you are in the press, you're getting mentions from the news media, you're also getting mentions from social and that starts to build organic visibility for your brand and starts to build that trust factor and expertise comes from content. So when you, that happens, you know, you are totally an EAT and your needle starts to go up. Uh, all right. So that, that's great answers uh, coming from the handsome man. So I just <laughs> said in the beginning, you know, you are the prodigy of Craig Campbell. Now Craig Campbell, uh, from knowing him or reading about him, I, I haven't interviewed him, is not into the same SEO practices. He's, his practices are different. I wouldn't call them black hat, but their practices are different. So, what is one thing that Craig would do that you can leave the audience that while it's gray, it definitely works and do it at your own uh, perils?
1: <laughs> oh, I, that's, a know, bouncer, right? that's a that's bouncer right that's a bouncer well i will say this with craig though so craig um uh, really no longer does seo in the sense of like client work um, yeah he so became it, a film
0: actor I, yeah I, yeah. I so that. any of
1: yeah. yeah so any stuff that he does now is either for his own kind of um uh, mm-hmm. Uh, affiliate websites, uh, uh, websites that he's created that he's driving income off of from some yeah. kind of uh, uh, revenue stream of there are multiples out there that he could do. Um, and then he's, uh, you know, he's really is positioning himself like I, I think next week or the week after he's going to go speak at a big conference out in Dubai. Um, mm-hmm. And so he, he does a lot of, he's well sought after right now. So he's, you know, he's doing but stuff
0: Craig, like, but, but Craig, Knowing Craig and watching his videos, even when he's not working on a client project, he's working on his own. Craig has yeah. the personality to push the pedal. You know, he, he. I think he tries to go, you know, and push it to see even if he burns the asset, I know yeah. you wouldn't recommend that as a trusted partner, but there may be one thing that, you know, we all should know as SEOs that still works and Google says, no, don't do that. You know, but we know it works. Like I try to rank my websites using the what I call the Eric Ward or Bruce Clay method. And and we don't get on the first page of Google with those strategies, but then there are people that are running the, you know, the the other methods and they're outranking everybody. So drop some insight for us on that
1: well i i'm not going to speak uh, kind yeah, of on yeah.
0: behalf of craig cuz sure, uh, sure. but i'll yeah. just
1: say you know there's a lot of different crazy things that are out there one is like cloaking as an example yeah. which is simply um kind of creating a website and on the look of it uh and as google would crawl it would seem to be something completely different than once a person that lands on that site and then they go click on something and it can take them and become something completely different. So that's a, that's a process or a method called cloaking and way that people, the advantage of it is, is that maybe they might go and they'll do, you know, um, and create a landing page or create a site or something, um, or take a site that is no longer, um, Active. Maybe it's a Mm -hmm. business that's closed or something that's the site is just no longer active, but they can go back and and essentially grab that domain, relist it, go back in um, out on the internet archives and pull up what that site used to look like, reactivate, rebuild it, and then. Essentially, underneath, put a layer of code underneath it. And so when somebody clicks on it, it's actually going through um, and to a whole nother website. And um, so there's a lot of different uses. Oh, for I know. Them.
0: Those, yeah, I, I definitely would not even recommend that cloak. No, 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 no,
1: I would not yeah. either. But, yeah. This is the yep. blackhead stuff that people do for other kinds of reasons. I would certainly would not do that to any business yep. site, yep. um, yep. but there's a lot of crazy stuff like that that's out there. So
0: let me, let me rephrase the question. What is one technique that you have learned from Craig that you know is beneficial? Uh,
1: Did you well, I, I, yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I may not even necessarily say it cause I, some of the stuff, I don't know, uh, whether I've learned it from Craig or where we've picked things up over the years. But, um, I will say though, that, uh, as, um, building links through entity stacking is, uh, a safe method and effective, um, because the way you do it. So sometimes, so you have your website and we'll just call it, you know, the client site, um, or, or in our terms, we'll call it the money site frequently. Um, so you have the money site, which is the primary site. That's the client site. It's your specific affiliate site, whatever it is, but it is the Holy grail, the thing that you're actually trying to rank. So you can kind of build a buffer site, um, meeting, or a, Tier one then, uh, but a site that you're going to create. It could be a Google uh, site, could be a blogger site, uh, could be a WordPress site or a Tumblr or something like that. Brand it, make it all look nice, um, and then build a ton of, throw a ton of links at that buffer site Uh, and there's only one link coming from that buffer site going to your money site. So all of that link juice that you're throwing at that that buffer site can then flow to your money site and help boost the rankings up appropriately, kind of passing this domain authority uh, kind of downstream. Um, And then there's different things that you can do, and I I think I threw out the term uh, entity stacks. So you can build a bunch of information, a bunch of content, utilizing all of the different Google properties that there are. And if you sit and you think about now, I, we actually use a lot of Google um, products in our business. So you've got Google docs, Google sheets, you've got um, keep, you've got Google forms. Uh, you have their um, the um, project. I can't think of what it's kind of the PowerPoint, but it's not PowerPoint. I can't think of what the slides, I think slides, is what it's yeah. called. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then but, uh, you can build out a bunch of pages of content on all of those things, uh, formatted, uh, speaking about your product, your service, your business, whatever it may be, linking to uh, places on your website, the specific keywords that you're interested in. And then you can build all of that out, put it into a public Google folder that's Uh, Then you can take that whole thing, convert it into some HTML and embed it on one of your buffer sites and then power bang that up with a bunch of uh, links. And that's a real, that's a real effective um, kind of not black hat, gray, a a darker shade of gray. Um, (laughs)
0: uh,
1: But. You know, it's not going to actually put your money site in jeopardy. And if there was ever an issue, you can easily sever uh, or um, uh, the hot switch is what we would call that. You can easily sever that buffer site off of your money site. You know, you could just like disable the link that the one link that's uh, linking to the money site and that's
0: it. So what craig uh, not craig what randy is saying basically what he explained is a very technical terminology and and my full disclaimer that if you're a business owner don't use this technique let somebody <laughs> no. like randy use it it's very complicated but i'll give you a simple analysis that when you have a website And you have a video on YouTube, which is a entity of uh, Google. If you make a video on YouTube and in the YouTube video, uh, Randy, correct me if I'm wrong. In the YouTube video you have in your description, you have a link back to your site. Right. You know that without doing much to it by creating a video. You are passing a good signal from Google's own entity that hey, this belongs to us, and when they click on it, they will come back and you know look at your content from that description and it will convert. So that would wouldn't that be a safe way to kind of take advantage of uh, right. Google's own property? Would that be yes. correct? Yeah.
1: yeah, So that what you just described there, Kamar, is a uh, is a very good, very safe practice um, that all businesses should be doing and, and it's, it's the uh, first step we would say in kind of this entity stacking that I was talking about, but at that, what you're saying in utilizing YouTube. So uh, YouTube is a Google property and YouTube also happens to be the second largest search engine in the universe and owned by Google. So you've got to imagine that the synergy between those two platforms is going to be pretty strong. So, I don't care what you would do and put up on that, uh, on your YouTube channel, but you absolutely, as a business, if you have a website, you absolutely need to build out a YouTube channel, brand it, make it strong, uh, do all of the optimization on it. Uh, and throw up some different videos on there could be just you talking could be take an article that you've written and convert it into a video um, Mm -hmm. and then build out the description and put one link or you can put a number of links in there i guess but Mm -hmm. we have a formula a technique that we use specifically but you want a link coming in that description back to your website because it to what you just said it sends a great signal and it what i was talking about earlier about building out that digital asset, building out that digital footprint. Uh, Video is a huge, huge uh, piece of that. And uh, such a great opportunity for a small business to utilize YouTube and pushing back to their site. Then like the example I would say, that if you took an article and you convert that and make that into a video, then you can take that video and embed it back onto the page uh, where the article is hosting on your website. And it's just cementing that relationship of those digital properties. Um, just massive uh, signals to Google about the trust and the authority of the site.
0: Awesome. So uh, to crystallize what uh, Randy just said that by utilizing digital assets such as YouTube, which is native uh, to Google, Twitter, another great asset. Uh, another great asset is uh, Google My Business, which is which is the profile on your p- business, Facebook. By posting content and linking back that content back to your homepage, your internal page, where the transaction happens. If you wrote a blog... And you post it on Facebook, and you want people to find that blog. Obviously, I'm going to link it back to the blog page. So do just that, and that's a basic thing. But when you need an expert, you need an expert like Randy Rode, who is a handsome man, lives in Cleveland, but he has clients all over the in, uh, internet. On um, he has clients in U.S., Canada, all over the world. You know, I've I've seen your clients even from Australia and New Zealand, so. It doesn't matter where you're listening. You are not too far away from this guy. Of course, he's handsome. So, you know, if you're looking for a handsome SEO, uh, he is the guy, handsome SEO in Cleveland, Randy Rohde. Randy, thank you for this uh, very good educational afternoon on Friday. Is there anything else that you want to tell us uh, besides the contact details where they can find you?
1: Um, you know, I just, again, I think, think about digital marketing as not just one thing. It is, um, multiple facets and that's, I think one, that's what kind of keeps me in my head in the game because there's always something new and something different or something to work on that. You know, if I get a little bored and working on one thing, I can change gears and start working on this whole other platform or this whole other venue, even. But Mm -hmm. digital marketing is so many different things it's social media, it's video content, it's written content, it's doing press releases, it's building links. There's a ton of things that you can do and need to do in order to expand that footprint and get you found on the first page of any search engine when a potential customer is searching with you. So just when you're thinking about digital marketing, I guess listeners expand your perception of what that is. It's, it's a very big world um, to to play in a big, big, big playground. Um, Yeah. And let me tell you, I I love it. And I'd love to connect with anybody. You can find us at 38digitalmarket.com. I also have a podcast uh, called Running the Bases with Small Businesses. And you can find us on Uh, really almost any um, podcast platform that's out there. iHeart, iTunes, we have our own Alexa uh, app as well. You can like, hey, Alexa play. And uh, we're out there with that. And uh, so we have all kinds of different things like that out there. We do um, a lot of content and a lot of different things. So yeah, yeah, just go. uh,
0: go. Like Randy said, if you have a business and if you are somebody who can benefit from his podcast, uh, then you know, ping him on his website. And I'm sure uh, if you guys are fit, he would interview on his podcast. And that would bring you a lot of credibility, oh, yeah. expertise, and authority. Thank you, Randy, for making this afternoon possible for my audience. And I hope that people can, uh, you know, learn from this SEO technique in 2022 and keep taking advantage of Google. Oh,
1: absolutely, my friend. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you. Wonderful day.
0: Thank you for listening to our Brand Story podcast powered by Kiss PR Brand Story. Want to get featured on a story like this? Visit story.kisspr.com.